Bible with you this morning. I hope you did. The theme for our rallies um, this year, our freedom rallies, we do freedom rallies throughout um, Indiana and Oklahoma. Um, we had one up in Michigan this year, um, Florida. Um, I don't know, we'd like to see him expand it farther, but sometimes the guy that's in charge of that is Glendon Bender, and he said, you talk about more more freedom rallies, you have to talk about another guy to do the freedom rallies. Um, he gets pretty full and stressed out to do the ones that he has. It's a lot of work. But um, our theme has been raising the standard. Raising the standard to what? What is our standard in life? What is we as Christians to raise our standard to? How do we continually raise our standard? Should we be raising our standard? And if we look at 2 Peter chapter 1, it's kind of where our, our text is taken from this morning. Now this theme is based about stuff that happens in prison, but I think it's very applicable. To, it speaks to me, and it's applicable to us, the church as a whole. In prison, one of the things that you hear all the time is, I did what I had to do. And they make an excuse for the fact that I have to do things in here. I remember one time one guy was telling me, or one of the guys said, there's, there's just some things that I gotta do in here to survive. And he's making excuses for sin in his life. And we look at that and we say, well, obviously you're not supposed to say that. And you're obviously not supposed to do that. But what do I do? Do I do the same thing? I say, well, I was born a wagon. Right? I was born in Summers, but my mom's a wagon. That's where I get this hair loss from. You guys know what I'm talking about. How do we raise the standard in our lives? How do we keep from saying things like that? Like, well, you know what? Just, that's just who I am. And God loves me for who I am. Yes, He does love me for who I am. But has He called us to a higher standard? Paul says he, He's striving to be like Christ, right? That's what we want to be. I, I like athletics. I don't know if you guys do or not. It doesn't show by my belly, but I do like it. I like to watch baseball. I, like, I used to play softball and um, different things like that. And I enjoy that type of thing. But there's a certain point that I, that I stop liking it whenever the work gets too hard. You know what I mean? And, and that's not my passion after a while. I enjoy just watching someone do it really good then after it gets too hard. I still can enjoy playing the game, but I get to a certain level, and that's about the max I'm going to get to. And it's a little different than my spiritual life or how my spiritual life should be. We are to continually stay in the Word and keep working our faith, right? And keep exercising our faith. And that's how we get a deeper walk with God. And Second Peter here, Peter... It's just going through and affirming in this church, in these churches. And I, I did a little research, and nobody knows for sure who he's writing to, but they think it's to the North Galatia churches that he's writing to because it was written. And there's one verse, if you look at the set in 2 Peter later on down, where it talks about he's referencing 1 Peter. And 1 Peter was written to them people, so we kind of think it was them, the, them churches up there in the northern Galatia. But that doesn't matter where they were at. These were established churches, and we find that by... In verse um, 1, it says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Peter is establishing right there that he counts them as equals, and they are equals through the righteousness of Christ. He gets the foundation right. You might say, well, this is basic. It is basic. It is basic Christianity that he is telling them again. But he goes on, if you look at the last part of this chapter, I think it's in verses um, 12 and 13 or something. 
He says, verse 12, he says, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Therefore, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Peter says, I don't care how many times you heard it, you're going to hear it again. And that's what we need sometimes. Amen? Can I get a hand raised here? We're in a Mennonite church, so that's okay. I come from a Mennonite church, too, and I'm still a Mennonite, but I'm glad Jesus got me before they did. You get that? Peter says, I want to put you in remembrance of who you are and who you are in Christ. You are equal with us, the apostles. We are equal in God's sight. Then he goes on in verse 2, and, and, he, and, he, and he gives them a blessing, something like, you know, we like to do. We say, man, I, I hope and pray that you're doing really good. He says, grace and peace be multiplied. But one thing that I think is kind of interesting, in this passage of Scripture, I was, I was studying a lot this last week on this passage of Scripture, and we've been, been thinking about this through the rallies. And one thing I noticed in here is, Peter keeps talking about the knowledge of God. He says, verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So I, I'm telling you that I want you to have grace and peace, but it's only through God that you're going to have grace and peace. And it's not through just, oh yeah, there's a God up there. It's through the knowledge of God. It's because you know there's a God. Now you can have that grace and peace. You've applied that. You have the righteousness of Christ through Christ on your life. Now you can have that grace and peace if you take it and accept it, right? So he's laying this foundation. And then he goes into verse 3. And this is really where we've been talking a lot about in prison. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. There it is again. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. He keeps talking about this knowledge of God. We're going back, so it's like assurance of salvation. We know Peter talks about that a lot, but he keeps going back and he keeps saying, you know who you are, you know you can have that power on every walk of your life, and it's through your decision to walk with God and to know God in a fuller way. So he keeps laying this, this foundation, this power that they can have in God, this divine power. He goes on a little bit later in verse 4, I think it is, um, or verse 5, he talks about a divine nature. But let's keep going in verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that, that, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Anybody here like those exceeding and great and precious promises that he's talking about in verse 4? I was just thinking, you know, those different promises that we can have and what are some of the promises? What did Jesus say? He says, I go to prepare a place for you, right? And if I go to prepare a place, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be always. That's a promise that we can stand on, right? Jesus said it. That's an exceeding and great and precious promise that we can have through Jesus. That's what he's telling them, to go back and stand on. But you wonder, and I get to read through here, and I wonder, why is he saying all this stuff? He's Building them all up, saying, you know, remember, remember your faith. You get into the hard times, remember your faith. When you start losing something from God, if you lose the peace of God on your life, the grace or that feeling that, you know, I, I just, I can't get to you, God. What's the deal? What is the first thing you do? I don't know what you do, but the first thing I do is I start praying. 
and I start getting in the Word. And what happens whenever I pray and I get in the Word, I get back in the knowledge of God, right? I'm seeking God with everything that I have because something's not right. And God does what? He reveals truth. Every time, He'll give you another history. And then is our decision of what we're going to do. What are we going to do with that truth after He reveals that truth? Are we going to embrace that truth? Are we going to, if it's sin in our lives, are we going to repent? If it's a calling that God's placed on our lives, are we going to do it? Many times that's how God moves us, I think. He moves us around. We're seeking God and He moves us. But that's what He wants us to do. That's what Peter's telling him. Keep in the Word. Do you, do you lose, feel like you lose communication with God? Get right back in the world. Yesterday, in the Word. Yesterday I was up in prison. And I was sitting. We had just sang. I was kind of tired. It was in the morning. My throat was tired. It was hot. And there was a light pole way out by the back corner. And I had kind of wandered out through there, and, and my father-in-law, Jim, was preaching on this, kind of on this subject, on raising the standard is what he was preaching on. And, and I walked out there, and, and I was listening to the sound a little bit. I was in charge of that, making sure that it was sounding okay. And, and I just wanted to place sit down, so there's a round concrete thing there. So I, I sat down on that concrete thing, and uh, I sat there for a little bit, and I thought, man, I really I should be getting up and going over and sitting by one of the guys. Right as I was getting up, there's a, I got up and a guy came over and sits down on, on the concrete thing. I thought, well, I'd sit with him. <laughs> I'd sit on a seat and still sit by a guy. I sat down and, and was talking to him a little bit. And I just kind of, I had noticed when I was sitting there that there was a little bee. And this little bumblebee, it was only just a little bumblebee. There was white clover all around right in front of it. Little white clover leaves, you know, the, the flower. That little bee would go from flower to flower. He'd just keep going. And he wouldn't even have to barely hover. I mean, he'd go like, mm -hmm, and he could tell if there was any nectar in that flower. And all of a sudden, he'd grab a hold of just one of those little pebbles. You know, them little flower things that have little things you can pull out? He'd grab a hold of one of those little things and just stick his little jabber in there and start sucking away. He'd suck away and pick up, go to the next one. And he was just there, and I was just kind of walking. I thought, man, that is so cool. That's a nature that God gave him. It is so natural for that little bee to just fly over that. And I started watching. He didn't hit the same flower twice, and they were everywhere. How did he know that? God equipped him with what he needed to do that, right? This man comes up to me. He sits there, and I, I was just sitting there. And I, I had just been watching him, and I just, I, I leaned over, and I said, watch that little bee. And that bee was just flying all over. And I just, and then I, and I said, well, I said, you know, I, he said, that's, that's, that's really cool. I said, that's, that's, Jim was just, had just said something about divine nature on the thing. I said, that's like the divine nature of God. <laughs> when we have the divine nature of God in our lives, we know which flower to go to. Amen? We know which little pebble to suck on. Amen? We know which one to get our nutrients from. We know where in the Word to look to get fed. When that divine nature is gone, we don't know what to do. And I talked a little bit, and I didn't say too much else, and I got up, and I was kind of thinking, boy, that was really weird, and I missed that one. That guy's going to think I'm an idiot. <laughs> and as I was walking away, I said, well, good talking to you or something. I said, if you, ever, if you need to pray or anything, just let me know. i, I got to go up here and check something. And I took about 10 steps, and he said, hey, come here a second. I said, well, I guess I can take a second. I walked back, and he said, uh, what do I do when I can't hear from God? And uh, I just sat there and I, I just thought, oh, God. I was just seeking you, wondering what, you know, what am I doing sitting out here on this pole? You brought this guy over. 
And he asked me this question, what do I do when I can't hear from God? And so I was able to use that little bead as an illustration of what it means to have the divine nature of God and to listen and to hear from God. But that we have to go back to the beginning. I went right back to the scripture. Jim was preaching on it right then, but we were out there preaching together. I went back and I said, you have to have the foundation right. You have to have a relationship with God. And he can impart his spirit to us. And we have the spirit living in us. And the divine nature of God can be with us. And in us and through us. And then he leads us to the spot we want to go. But I said, if, if you've been born again, which he had been, which was wonderful. And then I said, you know, I just related to circumstances in my life. Whenever there was sin in my life, I wasn't hearing from God very clear. Except for the fact that, hey, I told you there was sin in your life. <laughs> Take care of your sin. Repent of that. And then my communication went back with me. So we talked for a little bit and, and um, had a good time just talking a little bit. This guy's name is Troy Williams. Anybody know who Troy Williams is? No IU fans around here? Is Troy Williams' father. And he's incarcerated. I didn't know who Troy Williams was. I said, I'm from Michigan. Go Blues! <laughs> he didn't know me like that. <laughs> I didn't say go Blues. I just said I was from Michigan. But um, here we were in prison. This guy was wondering how to get to God. His bee was flying around. And that little picture of nature helped him see just a little bit of who God is. We prayed together, and then I went on and, and had to do my stuff. And I didn't see him again. I, I seen him a little bit. I refilled his pop one time. But he was he was feeling better, and, and I don't know what God spoke to him, but, but he was he knew. He said, I know whenever God's told me to do something, and um, if I don't do it, I, I know what's going to happen. And so he kind of knew the steps to take. But it was just a, a good time to be able to, to sit there and talk about the divine nature of God. I want to go on down. There's something else I want you guys to see. Peter goes through this whole thing and gives them these basics. And then verses 5 through 8, Peter's not done. In verse 5 he says, and besides this, giving all diligence, which my wife, my, my daughter doesn't like that word diligence anymore, because she's always got to be diligent in doing her schoolwork. But he says, and besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to te patience godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of God. There's that knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's that knowledge of God again. You keep saying that. You keep saying that. You want to know more about God? You want to know more about God? You're saved. Are you doing what you know to do? I, so many times we want to see what's on the other side, right? God, what are you going to do for me after this problem? And then I'll trust you for this problem. No, we have to trust you for now. For this problem is for And then he can help you through the next problem. But it's not enough just to sit back and say, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm going to go to heaven. Amen. I can't wait to get to heaven. All right? That's what we do a lot of times. That's what I've done. And I don't take care of the next brother. He says, add to your faith. What's the first one? Add to your faith virtue, morality. Live the Christian life. Be a true witness of who Christ is. To virtue knowledge, to keep digging in. So you know the scripture. When you're asked a question, you know. Knowledge, temperance, self-control, 
temperance, patience. We could use a little patience. Yeah. <laughs> and to patience, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, charity. I think it's interesting, the last thing he said is, you need love. You can have all the brotherly kindness you want. You can give all kinds of things to your brother, but if you don't love your brother, it didn't do any good, right? Talk about that in the thinking. You go on down to verse um, 10. Well, let's read verse 9 yet. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. That's what I want. I want that promise of verse 10 right there. But you know, to get the promise of verse 10, you got to do all the stuff beforehand, right? And we want to just jump. That's what all guys in prison want to do. They just want to get out. But God says, no, I want you here. You're here now. Now, serve me here. Show me that you're going to serve me here. Then when you get out, I want you to serve me out there too. He does the same thing for us here. Don't just serve me in this church building. Just serve me out there. Just serve me in your home. In your truck. In your car. Wherever you go. Don't you serve me wherever you go. Then we can have him. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's that reward of heaven that we're talking about. I'm excited about going there. I can't wait to go there. Would you bow your heads with me this morning?